you are about to listen to a sermon from Common Ground Church in Rapid City, South Dakota. We hope to see you in person. For more information, visit commongroundcma.org. That's all that right. Uh, okay, so now that I know what seven minutes really looks like, <laughs> um, I'm going to try my best to see how I do with that as, as well. Uh, by the way, thank you, Matt and Winter and Sally. So good to see all the Straubs back in the house with us again today. So, um, as we move into this fresh start, as Evan was just talking about here, it's very important for us to have a very good view of who God is. And one of the things I don't think we realize is that our clearest view of God is in His goodness, And that is best perceived by looking behind us. And uh, a year ago, man, just a year ago, it feels like 15, uh, I preached a message called, Do You See What I See? Remember that? That was just a year ago this time. And we talked about some things. And we had a little discussion about... God's vision for common ground, what he'd been doing in the past and where he might be taking us. And as we looked into the beginning of a new year in 2020, we knew two things for sure. We knew that God needed to bring a pastor to us. And we also knew that God needed to help us find a new location, a new space for us to gather in. Those were really our our two Certainties in the midst of uh, a lot of uncertainty. There was a couple of things that we absolutely did not know uh, a year ago. And uh, one of them being, of course, this, this little thing we call a pandemic. And uh, we were not prepared in any way for what that was going to do. How it changed things. How suddenly we went from a place that was bursting at the seams here to Matt and me and and Alex and maybe a couple of others just kind of going, where'd everybody go? Crickets chirping away down here. And I gotta tell you that, that the first thing that that struck me in in the midst of all of that was I was really kind of concerned about our college students because they just kind of blew away, scattered to the wind. And, and we're like, well, what's going to happen to them? But, but what came out of that was we saw like Justin Gwynn rising up and having to do his work in a whole new way. And because he did his work in a whole new way, when the time came for college students to come back to us, they were here. They were here. And not just Justin, guys like Joey and Job and, and others who are just strong, stalwart dudes. And so in the midst of something that was kind of tough. God was showing His goodness uh, to us in the midst of that. Uh, one of the things that we learned, I think, as a church is that the, the Sunday morning big event is not what really defines a church. It's, it's what happens beyond that. And we've had to learn to kind of get reintroduced to that and to step forth in a, in a new direction. So as we look back at that, we're able to see that even in the midst of a very challenging and difficult time, a time that has separated us, a time that has um, uh, isolated us even in a way, it, it, it was also God's way of drawing us together 
in a fresh way and in a new way. And we're still in the midst of, of all that work. So my job today is to um, help us to take a look back as we prepare to take a step forward. And because I can be kind of inept, I'm going to uh, rely on Moses to help me out a little bit here today. Sorry, new Bible, it's not very flexible. Um, Exodus chapter 33, because this was a real pivotal point for uh, Moses and his congregation. And I'm, just gonna, I'm not going to read the whole chapter, because I only have seven minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I'm going to start with uh, verse 12, where Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me now your ways, that I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And he said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And he said to him, Moses said back to God, If your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. For how shall be it known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not in your going with us, so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth? So here's Moses just basically saying, you know, okay, God, you said a few things to me, but I still don't know for sure. And I want to know for sure. And uh, he says, in fact, God, he says, I don't want to move. I don't want to leave this mountain unless you go with us. Because Moses was thinking back to all the things that had brought him to that point. And then he gets a little audacious here as he continues on in verse 17. Uh, well, first the Lord responds to Moses here. And the Lord said to Moses, This very thing that you have spoken, I will do. For you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Moses said, Please show me your glory. And God said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. But, he said, you cannot see my face, for man shall not see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock. And while my glory passes by, I will put you in the cleft of the rock. And I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back. But my face shall not be seen. Now that's kind of a confusing passage there because God's about to show himself to Moses because Moses asked for it. Uh, okay, but God is spirit, so we're using some language in there that kind of anthropomorphizes the Father. Uh, and, and, and that's just to help us kind of understand some things. And, and first of all, you know, this is the thing that if God were to unveil his complete glory upon us, we would disintegrate. We couldn't take it. We couldn't stand in his presence. So God says, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to show you my goodness. My goodness is going to pass before you. And you're going to know what my name is, and the whole world's going to know what my name is. And he says, and, and as I go by, as I pass by, I'm going to tuck you in this little rock, and I'm going to have you turn around. And then I'm going to cover you with my hand. And we know that the, the mountain was even covered with cloud, too. 
as this this moment happened, and he and he told Moses, he says, "The only thing you're going to see is my back, not my face." Hindsight. <laughs> Hindsight's always clearer, isn't it? And and that's not literally God's back, but it's basically what he's saying is, is you're going to see the after image of me having passed by. And, and so that's where we kind of get this idea of looking back to get a clearer picture of God, as clear as we can. Because for Moses, he wasn't going to see God all at once and then suddenly get who God was. And that's the same thing for us. We don't get to see God all at once and then we understand perfectly who God is. But we begin to move forward and progress based on what we have seen. So God was taking his Moses and his congregation somewhere. And Moses wanted to be sure that God would go with them. And Moses requested a deeper experience of who God is. And God said, I can only show you my goodness. And that will be seen as I pass by. I believe that in this past year, God has passed by. I think in all of Common Ground's existence, even before it was called Common Ground... God has passed by. Just in this last year, He brought us Evan and Lena. God has passed by. In this past year, God has seen fit to bring to us a whole new location. And with that new location, a whole new challenge and a a whole new direction for common ground. God has indeed passed by. And in this last year, even in the midst of this thing called COVID, God has passed by. He has shown us new ways to approach Him. Hindsight is truly the clearest view we have of anything. And it should remind us that God has been and is active in our lives, in the life of His bride. And it should encourage us to move forward into an unknown waters. Waters that might be difficult to navigate, but to do it boldly and to anticipate how Jesus can meet our faith in the days to come. So I want to close with a reading from Isaiah chapter 58. Because at that point, Israel had gotten really good at religious activity. But they kind of forgot who they were meant to be. And they thought they were pretty good at fasting. And so God said, well, let me tell you what a fast really is. And in this, we see God reminding Israel to look back again. Isaiah 58, beginning with verse 6, reads, Is not this the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked, to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh. Then shall your light break forth like the dawn and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. And the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. 
Then you shall call on me and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness. If you pour yourself out for the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom be as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets to dwell in. The word of the Lord from Isaiah 58, verses 6 through 12. Common ground as Jesus passes by. Let's look for and let's reflect. To Rapid City and all the Black Hills. Well, hello, everyone. So, as you know, I'm the worship leader, and these guys were preachers, and they're trained to be preachers. So they, when they're given seven minutes, they have a hard time staying under that seven minutes. Well, I'm a worship leader, so I'm going to have trouble getting to that seven minutes. So I'm going to try to, yeah, try to make this wrap up nicely, and I'll try to make it short and sweet. But as uh, Evan, Nick, and I were pondering on doing a team teach sermon, um, I happen to be tasked with the future-oriented message. What is coming in the times ahead? And what will our future steps look like? I'm not going to lie, this kind of made me a little uncomfortable and nervous. Um, I happen to be a very now-centered person, and I tend not to look at what's coming ahead, but rather I focus on the now, and if I'm lucky, maybe the next couple of days ahead. Um, In fact, my favorite verse is Matthew 6.25, where Jesus encourages us not to worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has its own troubles, and to just worry about today. Um, But as I was praying and preparing for this mini-sermon, I just kind of felt the Spirit tugging at my heart and speaking to me and telling me that the times to come do indeed matter, and that we do need to have a future-oriented outlook on life. The future may seem uncertain. Looking back to 2020, who could have ever guessed that 2020 would be what it was. Looking into 2021 brings anxiety and fear into many people who might think, is this year going to keep trending downhill in the way it's been going? A pessimistic outlook would say, why would we look forward to 2021 when all we've had this year was wildfires that destroyed so much wildlife, tear, a global pandemic causing many to lose their lives, and a recession in which people lost their livelihoods, and the worst thing of all of 2020, the murder hornets. So why would we look forward to 2021 when this is all we're going to get? And this is essentially the worldly outlook on life, a pessimistic, me-centered view with no hope, and that this view is somehow edgy or altruistic because, of course, we live in a messed up world, so why wouldn't we see it this way? And honestly, it just reminds me of the passage in Romans one twenty one, which says, They did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, 
and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. And God does not call us into that mindset. He calls us to something greater. He doesn't call us to be gloomy critics, always angry about the next problem or the next something or another. But he calls us to live as lovers of truth and hope. To follow Jesus and to remember that despite everything that's going on, Jesus is king and his kingdom is coming to this earth. And that is a a reason to rejoice and a reason to live with a heavenly perspective and not a worldly perspective. So I want to give you that message of hope that our future does matter because we know what the future is going to be. Let's pray more this year because we know that prayer matters. Let's share the word more because we know it's life-giving. And let's experience more joy because we are ever grateful for God's unending grace. And we are about to move into a new building. And no one knows how this is going to go. We don't know all the little details of how it's going to go down, how we're going to move things. But I do know um, that the future is certain in this way, that God will be glorified in this. Many disciples are going to be made. And that Jesus is with us every step of the way. And I want to leave you with this verse from Romans 8.10. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. And I'd like to close us in prayer. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for what you've done in the past, what you're doing now, and what you will do. God, we pray for your kingdom to come to this world. Your will be done. We commit this transition to you. And we pray that we'd follow your footsteps closely and listen to the Spirit. God, as we finish up our time here in the creamery, I just pray that we... Um, say goodbye to this place well. Fill our hearts with joy and help us to remember all the fun memories we've had here, God. We are so thankful and our hearts are full. So with that, we're going to continue to live out um, the messages we've learned today. God, hold fast to us and help us to live transformed. Jesus, would you be ever increasing in our lives and us ever decreasing. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. Thank you, Matt. I guess it it helps being a nurse if you're detailed oriented and stick with the time, probably. <laughs> be pretty bad if uh, people got their medicine late, so that's a good thing to remember. Well, hey, we're gonna move in now um, to a time of sharing, uh, a time of sharing memories, sharing the work that God has done, um, and just recalling all the amazing things that He's done in this building. So just to get you primed and to get those memories kind of flowing, I would encourage you first, find a few people around you and start sharing those memories there. We're going to give you about five minutes or so to share some of the memories of what God has done in this space, Um, to share some of the memories, maybe your first time walking down those stairs, what was the impression? Or or maybe a memory that you had of, of someone up here on the stage or of coffee in the back or of a conversation that happened in the tables or a construction project in this building, whatever it might be. Just turn to those around you and share a few of those memories. And then in a little bit, 
I want to hear some of those, and we're going to share those with one another. And if you're on live stream, feel free to enter that into the chat of of some of the memories, some of the things that you witnessed God doing in this space. Um, Because over the years, there's been a lot of changes um, to this church. Um, Over the years, locations have changed, services have changed, people have changed, this church has changed names three times. Um, And over those years, we're not going to change names again, okay? I don't think that's that's not what we need right now. But over those years, um, we want to continually acknowledge the work that God has done in each and every one of these changes and how, even though all of these other things around are moving, our God is still steady and strong and He continues to work in whatever capacity we allow Him to work in here as we have met in the basement of this place for the last few years. So go ahead, turn to one another and share what God has done over the last seven years. A lot.
to tear down these walls and like create a fishbowl. <laughs> Brian had this like last project that he wanted to do and he's like, well, I want to get rid of this platform because I think it's stupid and it doesn't need to be here. Um, and we we're like, alright, well, let's start tearing it apart. Um, so then we tore it apart and like underneath here is like a super intense, like circular slope, like a miniature, like speed cycling track. <laughs> and because there's like a drain, and we're like, well, that's not gonna work. <laughs> so then they rebuilt the platform. <laughs> Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> I had no idea there was a speed skating track. <laughs> Uh, while I take the mic, I'll share a couple from the live stream. Um, first one is from my daughter who says, Evan's mic is still on and we can hear him have random conversations with everybody. <laughs> so uh, at least you weren't singing that time, I guess. <laughs> um, Okay, so a bunch have come in here. Uh, let me go back a couple. So here's from Ben Braun. Having been here for over five years now, it's been really cool to see how much uh, it has grown. When I started attending, there were only a few of us college students, no more than five. I've been able to see this church grow to where it is now, and I've loved watching it grow and still stay focused so much on the congregation. Oh, and Josh, Josh Duclet. Oh, I, I don't know if Josh heard that, but everybody gasped. Uh, Josh said, I originally attended Common Ground with Joseph because of my previous church buddy had graduated, and I stuck around because I made several church buddies. And here's one from Vanessa, which says, miss you all, with a big heart after that. Uh, I remember meeting Brian on the sandwich shop on 2nd to talk about open, 
and how the church can be its place of ministry. Got me curious. So Jesse and I came to church. Met all you lovely people and the rest is history. Oh, I'm going to stop on that one for a while. <laughs> it would take too long to share all my memories, but one that really stands out is the different baptisms we've had and the different um, baptism apparatus. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a, a kitty swimming pool. And who was it that was baptized? I don't remember. I just remember. And, and it's like the sides wouldn't stay up and the water stopped to run. It was Aaron, yes. And and then we graduated, I think, to a like a cattle prom. And it's but the point is to all kidding aside, to see the growth in people's lives and that they wanted to take that step of obedience. On that note of growth in people's lives, I first came here when I was just a freshman in college. I was kind of, you know, grown up in one place my whole life. This is my first time away from family, away from home. I knew no one. So then I come to this space. Um, I just remember there was one one time, I don't even remember how I was invited, but I was invited to like this men's Bible study. And we started meeting up in Purity, and there were a few guys there, like Colby, Joe was there, and Chris was there, Jake, and Damon was the guy that led it. Um, but I just remember it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So we met up in Purity, but then we started coming down here. And that was just a really challenging time for me, in that I was really challenged to grow by these guys. Um, both their insights into God's word, how we were able to pray for one another, and just really, I mean, for me, it helped me have a much more Christ-centered faith, which was absolutely essential. That's, I wouldn't be where I am without that. Um, but yeah, it just kept getting bigger until it split into two groups, and that was all right here. And that was just a really special moment that really, I see God use that as a way to put me on his will and path for my life. Yeah. And then with that, Brian caught wind that a group of guys was meeting regularly in this space, and he's like, ah, free labor. (laughs) And so, yeah, there were uh, plenty of projects that we were uh, voluntold to do after said Bible study, one of which uh, included, if you would remember, that the fishbowl was actually two rooms, and there was a, a wall separating them. And so we had a very brief lesson in Spartan kicking drywall (laughs) and proceeded to tear down the wall. Brian then also caught wind that I used to be a painter, and you would remember that these two walls were lime green. They're no longer lime green. (laughs) But uh, that one was actually a lot of fun. I mean, both of them were a lot of just fun time with guys. Oftentimes, guys connect really well by standing shoulder to shoulder and uh, working towards something, doing something together, and just being able to have conversations while we're working and um, being able to connect on a more personal level is um, always 
uh, just very gratifying, very uplifting, and uh, yeah, very transformative. Memory, and I know others have the same one, goes back to the day we were moving out of the building on West Main that we came from. And we we're in progress of uh, taking things out of there, and one of the things that needed to be done was there's a brick-in sign in the front yard of the uh, older building, the previous building. And we started taking apart, it's one of those signs that says, name of the church, service times, and all that. Well, the sign had been repurposed. As we took it apart, on the reverse side of the board that was holding the sign, it said, Welcome to the Creamery. <laughs> no one had a clue that that was there. And of course, we were a little bit of fear and trepidation of making the move, so it was definitely a sign. <laughs> I have a couple more from the uh, live stream here. Um, I'm going to combine a couple because uh, one is from Doug Deal, and my wife echoed pretty much what he said, that uh, this place was, and not place, but the people that were housed in this place were instrumental in bringing healing to a, a weary, worn-out, broken pastor. And uh, I, I came pretty much in that same condition as well, and, and that's something that, uh, that we experienced was the love of this family. And uh, that really brought a lot of restoration to us. Uh, and one more from the um, uh, live stream, uh, Brian Faltinsky <laughs> wants me to remind Job that it's not called free labor, it's called <laughs> ministry. <laughs> And one of his greatest memories is he became Josh Duclitz's church buddy. Lots of memories for sure, and I'm glad for those that have already shared, it's going to shorten my little spiel as well. Don't want to do Tyler, I remember being a part of that teardown over there. But also to see uh, a father and son rebuild that platform there. There was the, the two Olson guys, and uh, they worked at it by themselves, and they worked hard, and they were they were great. And the reason I say that that was a great platform is because I built the one that was over in this corner, and it was not great. <laughs> and if Brian gets word to that, he'll uh, remind me how not great it was. <laughs> uh, we are here certainly this morning to celebrate. Uh, there's, I think, eight of us present here this morning that came over from our brick building over on, on the west side. Uh, we did start when we first came to Rapid City in uh, the State's Fair building, the 4-H building over here in Center Street. Uh, and that was quite a transition to move to our own building and the difference then to come into a leased space. And again, we're moving to another leased space. And, and to see the transition, the, to see the things happening, I remember the lime green walls and, you know, they look good. <laughs> but, you know, we 
we change. And that's what we're about to do here in this next week. We're going to change again. And uh, not, not one of us really knows exactly what's going to take place. And uh, we do take with us the assurance, the trust, and the hope that God instills in us. And thank you so much to the Seraphim people for uh, allowing us this privilege. And uh, may God bless us in 2021 as he has blessed us even in 2020 and the years back at least seven years ago in fact all of our lives thank you jesus okay um i'm sorry this is long-winded but i blame my father so that's okay uh i really applaud the seven minute sermons that was impressive so good job guys um Sally and Tyler and Ryan, you guys all said it, like there's there's too many memories <laughs> to list just one. Um, this building has become not only my church, but my home. <laughs> and uh, there's uh, there's just been so many so many times that I've spent here hating it. Um, being in the building with my dad while he's putting slides in and just being like, when are we going to go home? You promised me ice cream. Um, (laughs) Or being put to work not in the same way as Job or any of the guys that are doing that um, in in capacities of serving and doing kids ministries and uh, doing the coffee and all this stuff and and it, it was the worst for so long. <laughs> um, but then moving away and leaving the building and leaving my people um, made me remember that it's not. And, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, my here and now, I'm legally blind, which makes my hindsight less than twenty twenty. But um, takes a couple of times of remembering and looking back and... Knowing that that this building means a lot, but it's not not as meaningful as the people and the individuals that have shaped me and and um, made me the person I am today, and just that that period of time that we were given to remember all the memories—they're all connected with a person um, that I care about a lot. Um, like my love of coffee <laughs> has been brought forward, and like Heather, I worked with you in a coffee shop for so long. Um, my love and new fire of reading the Bible and studying in Joey's Bible study, um, finding out that I really like hiking and rock climbing with Tyler, <laughs> um, the amount of crazy uh, like football parties with Dave and Eileen at their house, <laughs> just learning and rediscovering a love for leading and playing music after being burned out in a youth group with Matt. And there's just so many people and memories here, and I can't thank anyone except for God for all the things that it's brought for me. Um, And I'll probably cry about this later, but I'm not going to do that right here. So (laughs) I just, you know, yeah. Sorry that it was... Long-winded moments. <laughs> Ditto with winter. 
Um, because I'm a child of God too. And he absolutely put me to work at this church for a long time in the church and before, before. And then at the end, I got to be what I really wanted to be and I was an artist. And the way I could be an artist in this church was uh, when he moved in, we needed to, I helped him a little bit, the walls. And I also noticed when he moved in, there was no steeple, and that really bothered me. And I, there's no pointing to God here as far as what we see, because this is, isn't really that important. The art isn't important. Jesus is so much bigger than that. And um, so what I did get to do was when nobody was looking, and I painted those, um, painted those, um, got to paint the, those pillars. I painted crosses all over them, and you can barely see them, and I didn't want anybody to see them. At first, I thought I'd get in trouble with somebody. <laughs> That's really the way I felt, in a way. But now I'm very uh, pleased, because we are praying for this place when we leave. You guys that worked so hard tearing down what was in here when we came, it, um, there were, it was, uh, we had to pray over it then, I know, because of all that was here before, and we pray that this building can continue uh, to be a place that God resides. And then, um, and uh, I hope that we can pray when we go to the other church, or we'll pr- pray around this one and pray around the new one, because... God needs to be there, and God wants to be there, and so do we. So I think the big one for me was just that I had been invited to come to Common Ground by, like, Aaron, Colby, and Clayton and Becky for probably two years. And I hadn't been going to church much in co- at all in college, and just because college was busy, and kind of stepped away and finally one day I ran into Jamin downtown and asked him what time and at that point in time I think the summer services had maybe a dozen people in them and they met the Strahobs and David and Allie and just it's crazy to think of where things start and where they go to talking to Brian about going going to maybe Mexico for a spring break trip he's like well, why don't you go on this other Mexico spring break trip? Okay. And to just where that's even led now. So, I don't know. It's just crazy to see where God moves in the people. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, hey, thank you for, thank you for leaning into that. <laughs> thank you for the stories. And I just have to echo so much of what was said um, through what Winter and Ray said and what Kathleen shared. The beautiful thing about leaving a space is that the church isn't the space. <laughs> All of the things that took place in someone's home or that took place in a friendship are going to continue. <laughs> and while the decoration is going to change, uh, really, and actually our new building has a steeple, Kathleen, so uh, <laughs> it's got to be crossing the outside. So You could probably still paint some if you wanted to, but we're reminded that, that we are the decoration of Christ, really, um, that we are the representation of him to the world, and, and that's going to continue. Um, as we move into the future. Um, so yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing those memories. Um, and may we be encouraged, um, as Nick said, that, that as we have seen God work in hindsight, as we have seen God work behind us, um, that we would be encouraged to know that he will continue that work in the future. That just as he has done in the past, 
Um, while all the decor and all the things change around us, um, we we go with the same God. And we move. And some things never change, and we <laughs> praise Him for that. And so we're looking forward to what He is going to do in the future. Because um, really, we've been part of a beautiful story here. Um, and I feel like I've missed out on so much over the last few years of Common Ground, just having come here in August. There's so much that I didn't get to experience, but I truly believe um, that the future is even brighter than all the flashbacks that we have here. Um, and so I know that while I missed out on what he did in the past, I'm so thankful that I get to be a part of what he's going to do in the future. And I'm just really excited for that. So with that, we're going to end in worship. And we're going to end uh, praising the God who who is stable through all of life's changes um, and who has been the one to make all of this happen. We stole that. So would you stand as we close the Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed. Please join us again at Common Ground Church.